for 10 years. As long as he keeps to his payments, they will stop taking money in 10 years. No matter how much he pays. 37 million dollars. This stupid ass threw fireworks on Yep, he threw two lit fireworks in Columbia River Gorge in Oregon. And when he did that, fire ripped through the camp. Fire! Causing evacuations and extended shutdown of major interstate and devastation of major outdoor tourist attractions. That, that was the cause of the wildfires in Oregon. Last summer, September. Exciting stuff there. The $37 million to a 15 year old kid. Don't move, they won't be able to see us. They're not T Rex. You know that I think my students think that I am. I said that today. I, I looked out there and I said, I think, because I, you know, I've got James, and James sits there. And he puts his head down. Mm. When Chinese people put their head down, not all the way down, just down enough that looks like, because of the way their eyes are, it looks like they're reading. But he's asleep. And they figured out that if they tilt their head to a certain amount, nobody says anything because they think they're reading. But they're really sleeping. Yeah. And I said to him today, I was like, you know, you guys must think I'm a T-Rex. <laughs> that if you just sit still in class, that I'll never see you. It's like there's a total of one, two, three, four, five, six of you in this classroom. Where do you think you're going to hide? Oh, China. And this child sits in the front of the room. Well, and I don't think that it would matter where they sat in the room. You're still going to see them. I know, but my point is, even if he was maybe in the back and I was looking down front, maybe I don't see him. Okay. Maybe the further away he is, the more difficult it is for me to see him. That would be a, a better assumption. A plausible assumption. But, but, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm telling you. I... I I think, I think, I think it would have been better, honestly, based on what I've seen so far. They, they, they should have, they should have called it at Spring Festival. Oh yeah. They should have just said, okay, we're just going to start over next year. Let's do some planning and that kind of stuff. Let's just stop trying to teach and and have this business let's start planning for the future and creating a business that actually makes sense and that just, would mean just that let this let this go let the students go let the students go to a new place and and start all over because they're uh, yeah it's just bad i mean it's bad not just in our location though right it's bad all across this former company yeah Yep. It's really bad. So, yeah, I'm 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 just way past done. I'm 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 
I'm so far advanced done that I've given up on wine and moved back to beer. Cerveza. Well, that's not really cerveza. That's Pijo. It's Qingdao? It's still Pijo. This is the German stuff. It's Chinese. No, no, no. Qingdao. Qingdao beer is, is the German stuff. That's the German port, man. So, guess what I learned today? What did you learn? I did not know about the Boxer Rebellion. So I'm looking up. I, I think I've heard of the term, the Boxer Rebellion. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really know what it was. Okay. I thought it was more Civil War-ish inside of China. And it wasn't. So you take all the combatants of the First World War. Okay. Literally, all of them, all the countries, all eight of them, mm -hmm. all of them versus a small group of people in China. What? Not kidding. What is the, who's the small group? The boxers. They were the, um, they were trying to prop up the Qing emperor and against this group of European countries, the allies, both sides, both sides of the of World War One, they were trying to prop up the Qing dynasty to fight against them, chopping up China the way they chopped up Africa. Huh. That's very interesting. And then, so that's 1900 and to 1901. And then in 1914, these motherfuckers is fighting each other in World War I. But all eight of them, even the United States, is part of that eight that were fighting against Chinese people so that they could chop up China and make sure that they could trade with China. It's amazing. Now, I'm, of course, oversimplifying. But that's exactly what happened. That's kind of neat information. I was like, what? Why? What? So they're all fighting against one group of people in China, essentially. The people that are like, get, 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 get your ass out of here. They're fighting against one group. And then they end up fighting each other. It's like, oh, God. Really? That's just strange. It's amazing. Amazing. Absolutely well, amazing. Well, I find it crazy that they are creating concentration camps in China to re-educate the Muslim Uyghurs. Yeah. And the rest of the world doesn't say anything about it. What would, what would they say? They have concentration camps for their own people. What would they say? These are re-education centers. Re-education my ass. No, oh, no, no. They're being re-educated. Yeah, uh-huh. They've been trying to get a control of that Uyghur area for a long time now. I wonder Ever how long. Ever since we long, first got here. I wonder how long it will take them to then move from the Uyghurs to the Christians. Because now they're become, there are more and more Chinese Christians in the country and the government has already said that it's illegal to proselytize they don't want any christianity in any schools any workplaces and you have someone new in your 
office, and that's all she talks about. I'll do you one better. During the Boxer Revolution, one of the reasons that those that those the eight countries were fighting was to protect the Christians in China. Really? <laughs> that doesn't surprise me a bit. <laughs> oh, it's like it's all coming back around again. It's interesting. All of these countries are now vying for market share inside of China. That's happening right now. Yep. And <laughs> they're all going to start basically kind of fighting each other for the Chinese market again. Yep. And it's happening again. Yep. About what? Oh, God. is No, that's not right. A hundred years later. It was in 1900. They're doing it again now. It's a little more than 100 years later. Craziness. Really, people? Really? That's why it's time to get out of this part of the world. Oh, yeah. It's about to explode. You saw that China just put its second aircraft carrier into the water. Yeah, I, I read something about Russia saying that China could wipe the U.S. off the map and blah, 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 yeah, blah, I'm not blah. I mean, when you say wipe off the map, a few well-placed nuclear weapons, of course. But that that you could say that about any nuclear nation yep. could wipe off another nuclear nation. I mean, so that's, that's not, eh. Yeah. That's not really a, a big deal. But, you know, I think don't we have, I don't know how many aircraft carriers we have at this point, but there's quite I have a no clue. few out there. Nuclear submarines. We have a few of those. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We can. We can. All you gotta do is watch us. All you have to do is watch our movies. Our movies show you all the kind of goodies that we have because in the movies, America never loses, and America has to be convinced to keep spending their tax dollars and supporting the military. See, there's one kind of support where it's somebody in your family and you support them in staying alive right. while being in the military. But then there's the other kind of support where it's supporting the politicians and the decision-making process and giving them the funds and the, the, you know, the support to keep doing what they're doing without getting them out of office. So the first one is quite easier than the second one, you know. And yeah, you you watch you watch the movies, man. Watch the movies. They they're all right there. All these big guns and all this stuff. It's all sitting right there in the movies. Mm-hmm. Subs. Subs that are nuclear powered and have nuclear warheads on them. They can just sit out in the water and shoot nuclear warheads at countries all over the world. We're not the only ones that have them. Nope. See, this is why you need to be home with our children. They could get all kinds of tiny tidbits all day long. I don't do tiny. Yeah. I don't know what the hell. For you, you this about. was a tiny I do, tidbit. I don't do. I don't do. I don't do. You know. Listen, tiny, you tiny, came home with tiny. a tiny tidbit about Amazon and their boxing. Yeah, that was awesome. But that was just seen it this morning. Yeah, it was a tiny tidbit. Yeah, but it was awesome. Just the idea of a company that sells stuff. Making its own boxes, that's a cool idea. Because, well, I mean, think sense. about it. Well, okay, think about all the boxes that we have that come here when we order stuff, and they're makeshift boxes. Yeah, it's really just cardboard wrapped cardboard, around yep. something. 
and it's in multiple pieces and it's just taped all together and they ship it. Yep. Okay. Now imagine Amazon. We got one down there right now, an Amazon box. Amazon. Hey, right there. Amazon gets your oblong, out of shape, weirdly shaped thing and it can make the box for it. That's yeah. cool. <clears throat> yeah. gotta remember i worked in like shipping and we used to have to do the makeshift box thing we have to do a makeshift thing like bubble wrap and uh shrink wrap and you would wrap things up and you would you mm. would basically make sure that if it got hit it wouldn't be damaged yeah in the shipping but it could be like we used to make all kinds of weird stuff depending on you remember one time we had to ship a treadmill what yeah a treadmill that didn't it didn't break down. It didn't fold. So oh, it was okay. standing like an L, you know. And it was just like you had to, we had to figure out a way to secure it on the inside, build a f kind of frame around it, and then cover it and shrink wrap it and put little walls up and stuff to make it so that it could be put on an airplane and sent. Hmm. Yeah. But if you had a machine... That you could put it on, take the pallet, and you could put it all in one box. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. A machine that builds, I mean, it, it, it's just a whole bunch of the cardboard just all folded up in one big sheet. So you then you can cut it to any length you needed right. it. And you keep doing that. Man, that's awesome. That's a cool thing. I don't care about Amazon and oh we can we can box anything or we can we can get we we have this big old thing now and we're gonna get the next one. I don't care about what you're gonna sell. You'll sell whatever sells. That's not the big deal. The big deal is that boxing machine. Right. <clears throat> I always yep. I always find the things like that in stories. It's it's not the thing you thought you were talking about. It's that other thing sitting behind you. That's the cool thing. I agree. I could use some boxes right now. I'm getting a little ah. anxious. We have like a week before our boxes will be delivered. Really? They're coming in a week? They'll be here June 1st. Oh, God. So, yeah. I was asked today, how much was it going to cost to ship? Uh, you, got any, you, got any, um, you got any tips on that? Because I have no tips on cost of shipping. The shipping for our 20 boxes, and the boxes are the size of a microwave box. Um, that's just what they told me. 20 boxes is 21,000 yuan or about $3,000. And they will, because Mexico requires us to have a work permit in order to get things without paying an extra duty, they will hold it here in China for at least two months with no extra fees while we get our work permit situated and then they will ship it to us and it'll go via boat so it takes six to eight weeks to get that way so we'll probably have our things somewhere around october maybe i think we need to get faster than that huh it needs to be faster you have more money that i know about no i'm just saying we just need to make them run the boat faster well <clears throat> he said that sometimes it doesn't take that long but it just depends on how quickly we get our work permit done. 
And it looks like we may be able to get it before we leave China, which would make everything even better. Yeah, but the problem is, what if we don't go with that company? Huh? Which company? We're having the dilemma now. Yeah, we're having a dilemma with which school. I will know something, hopefully, by the time I wake up in the morning. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, I that's don't good. know. Like, I don't, because they're, you know, what, 13 hours behind us? I'm supposed to find out on the 22nd about this position I really want. And it's the 22nd now, but mm -hmm. their 22nd is not my 22nd. Uh-oh. So, oh. okay. So that's, and then I have another position, one that gave me a three and a half hour psychological test. You just want that job because the test was so long. I actually, I. <laughs> Be like, I earned it. That dumbass test. The test was stupid as hell. Um, I don't, if I don't get that position, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, I would like it it's because it's teaching two-year-olds. And you know those are my people. Yeah, you're about the same height. Watch it. So, either one of those, I would be very happy. And then you could stay home with the people. Which I'm really, I'm all about right now. Mm -hmm. Then you can work on your book and your YouTube channel and your photography and you can have some time off. Yeah, we were talking about that today on the way back uh, from school on our long, long ride back, our long 10 minute ride, which ends up being closer to 40 to minutes to an hour. Um, this idea, because I asked like, what are they, uh, the other couple that's there, like, what do you want to do? And they were like, be on vacation for six months. It's like you almost need a China detox. But that's what we did in Thailand. We were on vacation from September until, like, you started working December 31st. Yes, but it wasn't by choice. No, but we were we on were, vacation. We were looking for jobs the whole time. It wasn't by choice. We, we didn't. I didn't want to be out of work. Well, it wasn't like we were walking into schools every because day we either. we couldn't it wasn't that was not that was not this this is a need yeah well <laughs> this and is i something was different this i is was talking need. to my sister about that today and she was like how long of it how long has it been that you've been able to stay home and i said aaron has afforded me the opportunity to be home with the children since i was pregnant with two and I've worked on and off. I don't know if I've afforded it. But you've always supported me being home. That's a mental thing. That's not a financial thing. You've always supported me in every way. <laughs> that is not a... That, that <laughs> that's not living in the lap of luxury, Cleopatra. I didn't say anything. That was, that about... was, that was freaking, you know, what else can I do? You could have said go, go to work. Get your ass to work. Yeah, right. That ain't going to work. I mean, it was cheaper for me to stay home. Exactly. But now I just think it's important because they need a high school teacher. They need time with their dad. I don't know these folks. 
the hell are you talking about? They look just like your ass. Yes, I mean, identical. Your daughter looks identical. Just a little bit lighter. Your son acts just like you. Don't know what you're talking about. He looks more like me, but he he looks or he acts just yeah, like you. He got cankles. I don't I have cankles. I ain't got no cankles. He's got my skin color. Red. That's not, that's, not the, <laughs> that's not the color. The color is really the absence of color. I'm not transparent. No, no, no. Anyway, so what else you got? I told you I ain't got nothing to talk about. I told you. I told you. So I'm, you better have something to talk about because I was up front. I ain't got nothing. These people have driven me to silence. We know that's not true. I say nothing. We live with you. I don't even go into... When I go into classroom, I don't even talk. That's not true. I just glare. No. I look at him like I'm out. You, you say something, I'm going to punch you in the throat. You do not. I look at him. <laughs> you will go down. I will... Now, I, I believe will. you walk into your office like that. Oh, no. In the office? I'm nope. Not at all. I, I totally ignore everybody in my office. All two of them. I mean, you have to understand my office is <laughs> it's right. really not a whole, you know. It, there's very few times that um, me and Race are in the office at the same time. So, <laughs> it's like we're always crossing yeah. because one of us is usually in class. So, it, that's not like, you know, it's a, not a thing. And the the... Chinese staff that's there, all one of her. Shit, I've I, I saw her for about thirty seconds yesterday. In the classroom, she came to get some papers from the kid during the break. Then today she showed up. I had a double class with the kids, and she showed up during at the begin at the end of the first one. Like, why are you still here? And it's like, I'm looking at her like, why are you here? And she was there to do the self-study that comes after my two classes. <laughs> and I'm just looking at her like. You're a little bit early. No, I just looked at her like, I don't know why you're here. Like, she's not saying anything. And I'm just sitting there and she's just looking at me and she just goes, don't I have class? And it's like, um, yeah, you do. At 3.55. And it was 2.50. Oh my, she hasn't gotten her schedule worked out yet? I, I don't know why not, because it's I mean, I have the schedule. printed out on her desk. And it's printed out on the little bulletin board we have in our office. And it's printed in every classroom. Mm. So, and I believe she took a picture of it and put it on her phone. Where's the problem here? Anybody see the problem here? Well, she could have done, you know, alarms on her phone to tell her when to go to class. Uh, yeah, you could do that, too. Because I had to do that when we worked in Wuhan because my schedule was so crazy and I never knew which class was where because they kept changing it around. And so yeah. I yeah, did that I mean, on my put phone. A, put a put an alert, put a whatever, you know, I mean, but. With all the technology and all the stuff that we have going on, it's like this is not hard anymore, people. Right. I mean, granted, I'm pretty good with an alarm clock. Right. But, damn. Yep. 
you could have, I mean, you got a phone, it's right there. You got a computer, it's right there. You're telling me between your phone and your computer, you can't figure out what time you need to take your ass to class? Um, And your watch and your <laughs> the clock on the wall. And we don't have a clock on the wall. What? No. They didn't want to get us a clock on the wall. Because they would have to put a hole in the wall. There's no way to hang the clock on the wall. Well, why can't you use a sticky... No, that's something we do. That's not something Chinese people do. We use those products. They don't use those products. I'm looking at them all over our apartment. No, no, no. Right those were not supposed to be. Oh, you're talking about the sticky things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We we do those, and we stick them up there. But if they stick it up there, because those things peel the paint off. Yep. So, like, when we leave, we'll just leave those up. Yep. But when Chinese people do it, they pitch a fit. Because they know the paint's coming off when that thing comes down. Yeah. But yeah, they they I've, yeah, I've been asking for an a, a real bulletin board, cork board, bulletin board for putting things up, and it could be magnetic or it could be cork board. It doesn't matter. It's just I wanted something simple and easy to be able to put notices up in the office. Right. They d didn't want to do that for the two years I was here. Um, then I had been saying for years we just need a clock. They were reluctant to put a clock in the classroom. Why? Because there's no clocks in the classroom. They didn't want to put clocks in our classrooms because nobody has clocks in their classrooms because they're dependent on the fucking bell system. But if the So if the bell doesn't go off, people don't get up. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's like, I'm not living like that. I am here for a time. I'm not here just to be here. If your bell system doesn't go off, it won't matter. I'll know what time it is. Right. You know, I have a watch, I have a, a phone, I don't know, because I structure my class for 40 minutes. So basically, when I get done teaching, I know that I'm at about 30, 35 minutes or so. Right. You know, and I leave the last few minutes for questions, talking, whatever, and then, you know, bell rings and I'm out. So, yeah, they're, they, they... they they haven't. I think. I think the title of the book should be "They Haven't Figured It Out Yet," because I've said that so much after being in Asia. Yeah, and not just China, Asia. Right. That's what I'm saying. They haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. Japan's figured it out. South Korea has figured it out. Yeah. But they also had outside influences. Right. They have a major Western influence. Right. They have outside influences that came in. Hong Kong has figured it out. Yeah. To some extent. As long as the mainlanders don't go there, Hong Kong has figured it out. Right. But mainland China has not figured it out. No. And they're they're still struggling to try to try to get there. And I, every day I'm pointing out to the, my, my students, I'm pointing out every single day, look, this is your country. You're the ones that have to come back and change it. You're the ones that have to, to take what you know, take whatever you're going to learn when you go abroad this over the next few years and bring it back and improve upon what you see here. Right. But the problem is you will come back and you will fall right back into doing the very things that you complained about right now as a student. Right. And you'll say nothing. You'll demand nothing. You'll never force the issue because you won't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You won't want to, you want to 
help them to save face, which is a dumbass idea. Yep. And so then nothing changes and nobody grows and everything stays the same. And your kids complain about you the way you complain about your parents. Yep. It's like, that to me makes no sense. What's the point in going abroad and not taking in anything from abroad? I understand not everything because I don't think everything's good from abroad, but some things are. Some things are helpful, and you should be bringing those back. You right. shouldn't be trying to steal technology and recreate it. You should be bringing back ideas that then you could then go to the next level, go right. to take, take the next steps, you know, or, or, or come up with something fucking new. Oh, wait, you mean be innovative? Yeah, innovative, invention, come up with some new shit. You know, stop taking everybody else's cultures and appropriating them inside of this culture. Stop trying to take everybody else's music, everybody else's uh, fashion, everybody else's everything, everything else, yeah. and then and then just copying it. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. What is what is is the essential Chinese thing? Right. Because honestly, it seems like that since the Cultural Revolution, that's lost. Yeah, it is because. If you look at some of the artwork from before that's been saved, it's beautiful. It's it's just it's authentic. It's yeah, it's authentic. And then you see all the stuff now, and you're just like, meh. That's a nice recreation Copy. of everything that I've seen so yep. far. You go to an art place now to buy any piece of art. Well, remember the places in Thailand. You'd see a guy sitting there with the piece of art on something like a picture, a photo or something, the actual piece of art would be on the, and he'd be recreating it on the canvas yes. right in front of you. Yep. Making a copy right there for you yep. of something famous that was already painted. Yep. Chinese people are very good at copying things. Yep. But they're not good at the innovative part. So they can do what everybody else is doing but when it comes to that new thing, that next new thing, you know, they talk about like people with like online this and online that. They didn't start that. They didn't come up with that. They no. just created a system like another system out there. And then people started using that system. Well, Aaron was watching a video this morning of uh, Chinese video games gone wrong, basically. And one of them was like Elsa's frozen brain surgery. And I mean, he just had some crazy mess. And I was like, what the heck is this? And he's like laughing and he stops and he's like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. All these Chinese games are, are taking popular games and like Disney characters or, you know, and then they're combining them. But like one of them was like, murdering and you know you're you're this little teddy bear and you're killing people and eating them and it was just craziness okay it's you've got to be cute but you got to murder everybody and yeah i don't i can't get into the the chinese games there they don't make any sense like we have the on our ipads you know you have to watch the videos to get in game coins or yeah. whatever and Aaron was watching one and it was this the gameplay from another game yeah. but it was promoting something else 
Like they had just taken the screen recording of the game from something else, but were using their name on the game. I hope everybody can hear this. I hope they can hear it too. Turn it up. Oh, now they want to be quiet. They're going in the apartment. Oh, there's freaking yelling coming through our doors. Shut your ass up. Oh, they do it like late at night. There was one night they put that little boy out in the hallway at like one o'clock in the morning and he was screaming bloody murder and kicking the front door. And they just left him there for like 30 minutes. They don't care about anybody else. Why you push your, you know, toddler out in the hallway at 1.30 in the morning is beyond me. Yeah, okay. I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't engage with the lack of Chinese parenting anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm. No. Oh, I have one Chinese oh parenting thing go. I don't See, understand. I was trying not to go there. I was so trying. the other day, I'm sorry, people. I went down to pick up the package. The pool is full of people. Mm. People, children are running around in their bathing suits. Adults are walking around in their bathing suits. I get to the the. Uh, statue and they're just loads of people. Oh, the statue of the lady with the titties out. And her coochie hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> on a bike. <laughs> and and I get over there and there's all these people in the bathing suits with the little ringy things, you know. I get closer to our building and here comes this lady with a brand new baby. The baby's probably not even a month old. And it was strapped to her chest and it was fully clothed in quilted clothing. And the baby's face was bright red. Mm-hmm. And all I could think of was, she's boiling his brain. I got one better. It was 103 degrees outside. Excuse me. I got one better. I got one better. You're talking about a baby, a baby being cooked during the day. I got one better. Woman walked by this, this morning. It was already, what, in the 80s this morning, whatever. Yeah. Standing there waiting for the bus. She's walking across the street. Very, very, very large belly. So she's about to pop. Right. Wearing pants. Oh, no. Full long sleeve shirt. And a coat. Oh, no. A coat. It was 86 degrees at 7 o'clock. A coat. I was standing there in my shorts and my, my, my short sleeve shirt. And I'm standing there sweating. Sweat's dripping off of my earlobes. And she is walking around now. Oh Ask my yourself, goodness. why would that happen? Oh, no. Ask yourself, why would that happen? So she doesn't get brown? Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. No, I have a feeling because some doctor told her that she needed to wear a coat. Oh, my goodness. It was 86 degrees when you left this morning. Huh? It's 6.45 a.m. Huh? And she was wearing a coat. And it felt like 92 or some mess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was talking, I mean, you know, just, just, whatever, oh, man. Oh, that's so dangerous Whatever, for her. cook them, you got maybe they took one of our phrases, you know, you need to keep them in longer to cook a little bit longer. Maybe they're taking that literally and that they actually need to cook the baby. I was stunned. I could not believe that this woman had this infant in 100 degree, 103 degree heat in quilted clothing strapped to her chest. 
I can believe it. The baby looks so miserable. And I just shook my head and kept on walking. Like, I believe it. <sighs> and then, you know, we see our little buddy. I saw our little buddy downstairs who had gotten shaved. Mushu had an accident at the groomers, and the groomer shaved the chow. He looks, like cool, a, man. he looks like a you moron. The chow needs to be cool. The chow needs to be cool. The baby needs to be hot. Yeah, that's craziness. Mm-hmm. Now, poor, the poor dog was overheated, even though he had no hair left. Well, dogs don't really sweat. Huh? Dogs don't really sweat. No, but he was like, as soon as he came in the building, he laid down on the floor waiting for the elevator, just panting and... He was it was really heavy panting and I was like poor guy water yeah cold water water ice cubes put air conditioning ice, put the ice cubes in the water and let them lick it yeah they, they like that well he likes to lay in water so I would just put like a wet towel or something down for him to lay on yeah but, but eventually his body he's gonna warm that right on up yeah yeah I would just put the ice cubes in the thing and let them let them lick they like that yep because then they can just sit there and Iago used to love that. Yeah, man. So are you... Hook them up. Are you thinking about getting a dog? Whoa, wait, whoa. We don't use the D word. No dogs, please. We don't use the D word. That, that, no. The hell? Definitely cats. Well, we didn't say nothing about the C word either. Oh, we're getting cats. Oh, hell no. See, here we go with this. Let's get all the animals again and then, and then move again. Listen, we're getting a cat. Oh, God, no. No, Our daughter no. needs a cat. Do you know the expense of trying to maintain that kind of shit? Aaron? And when I say maintain shit, I'm actually talking about the shit. Listen, Keegan's getting a cat. You might as well get over it. It's all the stuff that she's Can learned about her. Lion? Huh? Can we get a mountain lion? Yes. No. I really joke. want a bangle, but she wants a fluffy cat. Oh, God. Um, but all the stuff she's been reading about Can her narcolepsy. Can we just get her the books, the warrior books? She might enjoy those books. Yeah, they're made for their YA text. I looked them up today. We'll have to oh, 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 I learned something about them today that was very interesting. Talk to me. Am I going to have to read all 15 of these books or whatever? No, but it is kind of interesting how they're being written. The name on the book. Uh-huh. The author. Yep. Aaron Hunter. Yeah. Not a real person. It is a pseudonym. For... Okay. Five different people, six different people, oh. and the books, each book could be written by a different person. It's not one person writing these books. I found this out today. I thought it was very interesting. That's how they're doing the wild spirit or the spirit animal books with um, Brandon Mull. Brandon Mull wrote the Fable Haven series mm -hmm. that I love. Mm -hmm. And he wrote the first um, spirit animal one. But then there are like four other books, but they're all written by, co-written by two other authors. So it was really fascinating to see how they tried to keep to their style, but then also respect how the first book was written. It was really neat. And now keep in mind, this is not that. This right. is... Here's the idea. Here's the outline. You go write it. Now, here's book two. Here's the idea. Here's the outline. Aaron, you go write that. 
Ooh, and then here's a, it's fun. all different, but you don't know who it is because it's all under the same pseudonym. Yeah. Very cool. We might have to look for those and download them. Oh, they're, you don't really have to look for them. They're all on iBooks. Expensive fuckers. They are expensive. They range anywhere from four to thirteen ninety nine or ten ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Listen, people who who put lots of series on iTunes. Let me tell you how to get suckers like me hooked. Okay. Oh God. I so don't know if I can sit through this. First, you give like the leave. first. If it's a, a long series, like you know, six or more books. You give the first book or two books or three books for free. Did you, wait, wait. The first, the first one, two, one, two well, three, like, four, ten? No, 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 no. Because these, like, there's the series that I just read that has a total of 12 in the series right now. She did a, a bundle of the first three books. Why do I feel like you've talked about this before? I don't know that I have. But, so she gave a bundle of the first three books. And because I have an issue with not completing the, th- the series, I have to keep reading them. That means I am now going to buy the next, you know, whatever, nine books in the series. You really want to get readers hooked, you give them a free book or two books. Or five. Well, not five. I've never gotten five <laughs> free books. I've gotten it. The most I've ever gotten is three. In a bundle pack. Nine. But then when I get those first ones and I'm invested in the characters and I'm invested in the storyline, then boom, I'm I'm in for the rest of it. So you're saying do it like a drug dealer. Yeah. Yeah, free takes. You free want sample. Free, you want a free takes. Because we all takes. know I have an addiction. Yeah, I have an addiction too. Let's pause for the cause. All right. Feel better I'm now? back. Everything came out okay. All right, what else you got? I don't have much. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait a minute. You're supposed, you're supposed, you're the one that's supposed to have all the stuff because, like I said before, I had nothing. So it's all on me. It's nice and hot. It is loving the tropical weather. It is hot, and I'm hating. It's hilarious. As and if you went to the, if you saw my Facebook post, I just posted like the, uh, the weather apps thing of from a couple days ago where the temperature was like 93 Fahrenheit and then it said Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday Monday Tuesday whatever and it was all in the lower to mid 90s oh yeah bring on the goodness I don't think it posted what wait a minute I don't see it you sorry son of a sea biscuit because, you know, I get notified when Frickin you post things. VPN. Yeah, one of my students told me that they couldn't, they couldn't use an English-speaking search engine because they didn't have a VPN. Huh? It's like, guys, I don't speak Chinese. I use English-speaking search engines every day without the VPN. Oh, my. I was shocked. One of our friends is in Beijing right now uh, giving some lectures at a uh, university. Teach him. And, um, well, he's okay. just, he's there for meetings and meeting with some students, giving a couple lectures. I'm just saying, teach him. Yeah, he's they, a professor. They, they need it. Teach him. 
So he posted to Facebook saying, oh, I'm on Facebook and I don't even have a VPN. I'm like, what kind of witchery is this shit? But apparently these some of these universities that partner with uh, American universities, they have campus wide VPNs. Gotta love that. I was like, I would, what I, the hell? I would settle for campus-wide Wi-Fi. <laughs> Forget VPN, just Wi-Fi. If you're in one part, if you're in one hallway, there might be Wi-Fi. You take two steps over, it's gone. Yeah. But I like this. I'm on the VPN on my 4G. It's posting just fine. Yeah, but it's the Wi-Fi that I know, but it's struggles. Post, it's posting. It's going. Uh-huh. On the Facebooks. Yep. Oh, now it's saying it's taking a while. Now you want to tell me you can't do it. I have had a video on Instagram that I have been trying to post since before Aaron's birthday. And it, it's been there so long, I don't even know what it is anymore. But it's still preparing. Ah! It's just not ready yet. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. And I and you can't like get rid of it. You can't stop it. You can't do anything. I like the idea that it just wait a moment. That that that's Chinese. Just wait a moment. All right, it's preparing. I don't know what it is about people and their pictures that they choose. Why why people got to look like drug addicts? Like high, like real high. Why? What are you talking about? I'm just saying, just general, in general, you, a lot of times you'll see people and they'll have a picture. It's like, you took about five selfies on that moment. Right. Why pick the one where you look high? Why not pick the one where you, where you look like, like the normal you? Because you probably weren't high. Now, if you were high, okay, then it's all good, but. But people, you know, they like they look sleepy or whatever. Yeah, you know, like I don't they're, understand. Like they're that. halfway through a blink, but it gives that impression like they're just blue back. Yeah. But they're not. Yeah. I understand exactly what you're talking about. So what else you got? That's it. That's all. That's that's all. That's all we're doing. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot. I mean, now I'm just to, like. I think you need to have a whole lot. I'm just, you know, ready to leave. I'm ready to get on the plane. Booked our hotels to stay in uh, Guangzhou. Oh, there's your 93 degrees. Yeah. Except for you didn't show the it feels like part where it says, you know, 157. Okay, none of that matters. You are the only person I know that looks at that and cares. It, 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 it matters. Does, what does it matter if it feels like it doesn't feel like that up here? On the 11th floor when you open the doors, it doesn't feel like that. Yeah, when I was talking to my sister earlier, um, her her boyfriend was asking about different things in China because he doesn't know anything about China. So I took him outside, took my laptop outside and was like showing him around. And he was freaking out that we were so high up. And 11 is high. I know. I was like, um, this isn't <laughs> the highest we've ever lived. We were on the 28th floor. And he was like, no, 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 oh, that's yes, too yes, high. Yes, yes, And I said, and one time the elevator was out. Yes, it was when I got my goddamn laptop. And we had to walk up 28 floors in the dark. That shit was not. And of course, my sister was cracking up. And I said, Aaron was carrying like a 20-pound box. 
I had all my stuff, my backpack, my bag, my, you know, my, my school uniform, all this crazy shit in the dark. I said, I don't know if I've ever cussed that much in one time ever. And she said, well, how long did it take you to climb the stairs? I said, about 30 minutes. Yeah, you, t- you had to take breaks. Yeah. I mean, think about it. When we were living in Menchie, we were, it was eight floors. And you could walk all the way up. But by the time you got to the top, you were pretty much out of breath. Right. And that's not like a little bit out of breath. That's like a whole lot of out of breath. But now, after being there for two years, I would say that we probably got to the point where it was like we weren't all the way out of breath yet. Right. You could you could walk up and you could walk up and we walked just, up much quicker than yeah, we did when we just, first got there. But that thing in Wuhan, man, please. Hell no. You could see for miles from up there. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we could I got pictures where you could see like the way IKEA. Out it took us twenty minutes to get to IKEA on the bus and we could see it clear as day from our balcony. I mean it yeah, we were really high up. Mm-hmm. So he was tripping that we were. The buildings were so close, which the buildings are not that close here. Well, the buildings are pretty close. Not compared to how they were in Wuhan. No, no, no. They're about the same. And then. Um, They're about the same. That we're on the 11th floor. But then it was like reassuring to him that the laundry was outside because in Mexico, he says the laundry is outside. And he. You know, we don't have the dryers here, so we hang our clothes outside. And he said, yes, that's normal. So then I asked him about the toilets. And you better he, not have bad news when it comes to toilets. No, well, no. I, well, I mean. Yeah, well, well, well. Jennifer was trying to tell me that they don't have toilet seats where he's from. Like his, because he's from Puebla and it, he's like in the, from the middle of nowhere. So they have the regular porcelain toilet, but no seat on the toilet. Right, that's easy to fix. Right, but she said that when he started living with her, she had to teach him to use the seat because where he was living before, they didn't have a seat either because there are like 10 men, Mexican men, living in a house. They just didn't care. So um, I asked Are you trying him, to say that they didn't care because they were Mexican? No, I'm saying they just didn't care. They were. It was normal for them not to have the seat. Uh, okay, that's better. That was their culture. So um, I asked if they had the squat toilet. And he was like, what? I don't understand. So I showed him a picture of a squatty potty. And he was like, what the hell is that? It's hell is what it is. And then I, I tried to explain You know to what him. it is? You know what it is? It's wait until later. That's what it's called. <laughs> it should be called wait until later because... Trust me, I have had times where I've had to take a shit, go in, and trust me, the shit said, fuck that. (laughs) I will wait until later and go right on back up and let you go on about your day until you get back to an appropriate porcelain throne. Well, you can at least stand to pee. Okay, peeing is not. I, I can stand off the fucking balcony and pee. I don't care. You peeing can. Is not, peeing, we can't. Peeing is not a, an issue for men. No. It's never been an issue. Okay, in 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 the the ballparks, and they got the wall of water. That's just a wall, and the thing is, the water is streaming down the wall. And there's just a bunch of guys standing there peeing against a wall. Yeah, that's in the states. That's not like not a. That's I've like never not heard even. Of that yeah, that's like it's so much easier. You don't have to. All you do is all you need is shoulder room. 
Okay. You know what I'm saying? And that was in Benji as well. But the trough, that was in Benji. But the the damn squatty potty thing. Yeah. So then I showed no. him one from Thailand. You know, the ones that are raised up off the floor and you're supposed to step on this raised little tiny porcelain platform and squat on that. And Look, then you use the... The unicorn said it's, it's healthier. Okay. And then... <laughs> You're supposed to take the water from the bucket that's sitting in front of you and wash yourself with that and then flush using that same water. And the look on this man's face, he was like, what kind of hell is that? Like, that's that's Asia. I mean, we had we went to a mall in Malaysia and they had squat toilets that were mounted on the wall. So you basically straddled the toilet. But it was like for a taller person than I was tall. <laughs> so we had I had to go find a, a kid's one because I couldn't reach the other toilets. They were too high. It was really weird. I'd never seen anything like that before. So he got to learn a little about China today. Mm-mm. The weirdness. He wanted to see the kitchen. And so I stood at the refrigerator and aimed my laptop back and he's like okay show me more I said that's it that's the kitchen no where's the kitchen I was like this is the kitchen yeah we have what a French door into the kitchen kitchen a sliding door into the kitchen and the kitchen is just maybe what two feet more on either side three feet more on either side are you trying to say our kitchen is damn small? It's teensy tiny. <laughs> Just say it's damn small. It's itty bitty. It's a tiny little galley kitchen. I love how you're trying to put a name to it. It's fucking small. It is a galley kitchen. And we had to put a, a shelf in there just to get a little more storage. Right. And a water bottle unit so that we could get water to drink. So then that killed any little bit of turnaround room two of us walks in the kitchen somebody's got to get out yeah okay yep so let's not let's not have that in mexico no i want a house with room and space and you know what's bad is that our house in thailand is the house we kind of want we go right that's the house right there three bedrooms three bathrooms Large open floor plan, except for I want a bigger kitchen. The kitchen in Thailand was just the same one we have now, yes, only very an, long. But it was an add-on. It, yeah, it was, but it was very long, and it was hot as hell. It was like a fucking oven okay. in the kitchen. How are you going to complain about heat in the tropics? That's the kitchen like was hotter than the rest about of the snow house. in Michigan. No, that's like complaining about snow in Alaska. Listen. Okay, it's right you can't complain about heat in the tropics. That's one of the reasons why they put the kitchen out there I was know. because it generates heat, and there was that covered patio area where then you could do grilling and cooking outside of the house, which we didn't do. Ever. Which we didn't do, but that's why it was there. That was laundry area. That was our laundry area until the rainy season. Right. And then nothing dries. I wish we would have had the little dryer thing that we have here during the rainy season in Thailand. 
That would have made a big difference. Because our rainy season here was really short this year. Yeah, man. Bring on the heat. It was really They're short. They're already like, swimming. I, I can't even believe that. Our first year here, they didn't have that pool open until, what, July? Yep. And it's May, and these people are already in the pool. They're in the pool. They didn't even wait for that shit to warm up. Hell no. They filled it up, and people were in it the same day. I think they figured out the people that run the pool, because it's not the complex that runs the pool. I have, I have a feeling that they figured out, hey, if we open up, people come and go swimming. Yep. Which means that they make money. Yeah. Because they have to buy the passes to go swimming. So, they I, every the first year we were here was the pool open. The first year it was it was open, but it opened like in July and then it closed like okay right 2016. before yeah it opened in like late June or July and then it closed like the September first. Well, yeah, that's, but here that's, the, that's winter. I mean, what are you talking about? But 2017, <laughs> they didn't close the pool until October. Right. But then, and they opened this year, it they in opened June. Up. So, so now go. it's they May. Opened. See, they're learning. Yeah, they're learning. They, it's not like okay. Here's the funny thing: any one of the Westerners could have walked down there and said, "You should open up the pool now because it's like this particular set degrees of degrees outside. outside, and basically, if you open it now, people will come and swim." But they wouldn't have believed you. Three yeah. years later, they're now doing the very thing that you're, you you yep. would have given them the information yep. on that. That's China. Yep. I need David. David would tell him that's China. Is that one of your students? Yeah, remember David's the one that made the sweatshirt. Um, He's the one that made the that's China sweatshirt. Well. Mm-hmm. Because he was so pissed off. That's all he could say. That's why he's where not. Is that's he not. Now? That's why he's not there anymore. Where is he now? <laughs> He's in, I think he's, uh, I think he's in school in Guangdong, an international school in, Gu in Guangzhou. All right. Yep. I think we, we lost, we lost a, almost a half a class of students to an international school in Shunda and an international school in Guangzhou. Wow. So they basically went together. They, 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 they're like together still. So the students that were in that class, they're still in. They're still in the same class together. Except for you have one that went to Beijing. Oh, she went. That's just yeah. Because that's went, where her she got poached. Yeah. And what's funny about that is the person that poached her quit. Back in August. <laughs> right after we left Beijing, he quit. But he's the one that poached her. It's awesome. He's the one that talked to her and was like, you should really come here. We're going to have a nice campus and we're going to have this and that. And he was the you know, English teacher and blah, blah, blah. And got her convinced to go there. And I think her boyfriend was there. Yep. And then, so that's all it took for her. Oh. 38 days. Well, 37 and some change at this point. Uh, honestly, I don't think, uh, I think, I think the bad thing is uh, the negative vibe is flowing through like all four of us now. And it's all like every day. It's just like, now it feels like a slug. You're just, you're just like, fuck. I remember. You don't want to go in. You don't yeah. want to. And, and I'm trying to keep it 
upbeat and peppy and you know you got to have fun you got to yeah. you know because it's the end and you got to just do it but it's like even the students are feeling like i just don't want to be here i don't want to i and it's the bad thing is it's the school yeah they don't want to be at this school and they're just it's now wearing on the students and the teachers and it's just like this school needs to figure this out really quickly because they're going to show up. They're going to wake up. They have all these parents coming in and all this stuff. And it's just like, you don't go, you guys don't understand that you have pissed off so many people over the last couple of years mm -hmm. that you basically do have to burn it down and start all over yeah. next year. Yep. You're going to have all these new facilities and nobody in them. Right. And anybody that you get in them, you're basically going to be selling not international stuff, but Gaokao. You're yeah. going to be you're going to be competing directly with the Gaokao schools. Right. And unfortunately, I think that's exactly what they really want to do. But then where does that leave all of the international staff, all of the, right. you know, people, this, the, the students who actually want international education? That leaves them nowhere. And this school is not ready to do any of that work. That's why I was telling them, oh, who was I telling? I think I was telling my students yesterday. It was like, when I leave, the way that this program was run and the decisions that were made about curriculum and all that stuff, when I go, all that goes with me. Oh, because yeah. Because no one from my company, no one from the school has ever asked what do we do? Why do we do it? What is the justification for it? Nobody's ever asked that information. Because they don't care. Well, the problem with that is then there's no continuity from one year to the next. Right. As soon as we leave this year, It'll they will have to do program. all yep. new because there will be zero. They will have books, but they won't know what was taught. They don't right. know why it was taught. They don't know why I skipped this particular section but kept that one they won't know about the reading level of the students and then why you can't really go down the road and do this thing because that won't make any sense for them or why um you know i chose the sbs books for esl or why we chose like i chose to not do certain chapters in an american history because oh god right <laughs> it's like some of these things you just don't do i mean it's just they they won't have any clue and that's the I think that's the the part that's going to be sad for anybody there because they're literally going to have to create the entire program all over again while that's what I had done over the last two and a half years is create the program and nobody has ever asked me about it so basically I'm just going to walk out and take it all with me of course now the, the other side of that is I don't want it <laughs> I absolutely don't want it because it wasn't appropriate. It wasn't appropriate for what we were doing, but it was the only books we had. So then we had to use what we had. Right. So basically, if we were going to, if I was going to be a part of it, you have to throw all of this stuff away and start all new and having those discussions. But all of that stuff that needed to be done now. Right. Or before now yep. to then do the research to get the books. Talk to everybody so that they can get on the same page. But see, they're still, no matter what, they still either haven't figured out whether they want to bring all this, the campuses together and do the same program, which would make sense, or you let them all be separate 
but then have using the same similar materials right. so that you can make one purchase, you know, as a company. But they haven't talked about any of that with anybody. So it's like, okay, as soon as I leave, I swear they're going to be trying to blow up my phone with asking me questions. It's like, you know, I'm gone, right? Like, I don't work there anymore, right? It's like, I'm not, I'm not alive to make you profitable anymore. Right. You know, I'm not, I honestly never was, but I'm, I don't, I don't care. And, and they, uh, Lynn tried to say that one day, you know, oh, well we're here and we have to help the company. No, we don't. Huh? It's like, I'm not here to help the company. I don't, I don't care about this company. I never wanted to work for this company. The only reason I'm working for this company is because the guy that owned the company that I did work for sold the company to this company. I don't, there was never any part of me that wanted to be a part of your company. And your company never came to us and offers us contracts or, you know, anything for the time from back in November till now. They never did anything to bring us into their company with their rules, regulations, their ideas, their philosophy, their whatever. They never did any of that work. And that's what other teachers have all complained about is they never brought us in. Right. So we've just been hanging out there doing our company's stuff under a different name and they thought that was okay well they thought it was okay on my campus until the heads of my campus said well we're not doing anything your company can't do anything here because we don't have a contract with your company right so it's like well wait a minute if the school doesn't have a legal contract with the company that means i don't have a legal contract mm -hmm. with the company I said that. Because that means the company is gone. I said that to you in January, and you said, no, no, no. And I said, yes. I know, but there's nothing we could do about it. No, but I did say that in January, and you're like, no, that's not it. And our, our contracts are still valid because blah, blah, blah. Okay, our contracts are probably valid. Like, with the work authority, all of our stuff, our visas and everything are, well, yeah, are that. Too, that Well, then that makes them valid. So I think they're valid, but as far as like... But our visas aren't through your company. No, but the, there there is a contract that says that... I don't know. I would think that the contract has something to do with my company, but it may not. It may just be through the school. It's through the school. Because there's, you know, two contracts. You had to sign the faith. You know how that is. Right? There's got to be two contracts. There's the one that you can read, and then there's the other one that they submit. Right. All in Chinese, right? But yeah, it's uh, it's 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 messy, and people are people are gonna fight back. I I said this back in August that people are gonna people are gonna eventually they're just gonna stop doing this stuff, and whether they're vocal about it or not, I've always been vocal because I always thought it was better to be honest with them and say, look, this is what's going on. Let's try to work to fix it. But they never, they never respected that idea of, I'm here, let's make it better. Right. They never wanted that from us. Nope. And people need to realize that that's exactly what happens when you come to China, is they do not want your expertise. They want your face, they want you for the photo op, but they do not want to hear from you about how to make things better, right. how to solve problems, how to think critically. They don't want that in their businesses. They, they want you to come in 
teach the kids enough English to impress a parent. That you, the parent will still keep spending money. Right. And you collect your paycheck, tell them how great their culture is, and then in two years' time, you pack up and leave. That's all they want. And we come over here thinking we're going to be teachers. Right. And we're going to be a part of the life of the school. They don't even know what that means. Right. You know? It's like this school has never done anything to bring us into the school. And that's one thing I can say about working in Benchi. We had an active part in growing that school. And we our opinions were valued way more than they have been anywhere else we've taught in China. But we were also dealing with one person. Right. Yep. And it very was a, a very small private language school. Right. You're dealing with one person and if you had an idea or a suggestion, you could just talk to him and, and he could think about it, mull it over. Let's give it a maybe, try. Maybe try it, maybe not, you right. know, but, you know, he, he it was just one person. Right. But here, you've got this stupid bureaucracy where even my student said yesterday that his aunt told him that when she goes to work, she only talks to the people that she manages. She does never, she never talks to the people beneath them. What? And she never talks to the people beneath them. And she never talks to the people beneath them. She doesn't know the people that are down there. All she knows is the one level beneath her. Wow. And that's who she talks to. And she told him, that's all you need to do in business. What? Which is totally opposite from what we think of as you need to know or at least hear from the suggestions and the ideas and the problems and the good and the bad and the ugly from the very bottom all the way through the ranks. You should tell him to watch that TV show Undercover Boss. I, th I thought about that show. I did. I thought about that show exactly when I said that the, the boss should go and listen to the people. Yep. Because that's essentially what that show is about, is listening yep. to the very people that do the work. My favorite the is at the bottom when, of the pyramid. My favorite is when the boss gets fired or gets transferred because he's not capable of doing the job. Yeah, that's pretty common, isn't it? Yep. I mean, I remember one episode where I think it was a garbage collecting company and he was collecting the garbage and the, the man was training him and he was, you know, really trying to encourage him, but the boss just kept messing up. And he looked at him and he said, I'm going to talk to the supervisor and maybe get you transferred because you're just not cut out for this. And he's like, no, 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 I really want to try. And he's like, yeah, I can't have you out here. You're dangerous. And so the next day, the, the guy was moved to a different department. And he got fired from that department, too. He had to be moved to a different apartment. And this is the man who owns the company. Yeah. He learned that his staff, you know, they had to clock in and clock out for their breaks, but they didn't have enough time to get from the floor to the where they clocked out to the break room to eat to then get back to clock in and get to work on time. It just wasn't enough time because it was too far apart. And so they were, you know, eating on their way from the time clock to the break room and then back. So that they weren't late. But if you never if you never talk to those people, 
you don't know how your business is being run. Right. And your company is not going to thrive. Well, the company might thrive. The company will thrive. That's the point. The company is going. The problem is the people at the top make decisions based on a certain set of information. Yeah. And if they only talk to people beneath them and the people beneath them, all they want to do is make the pe- people above them happy. Right. Then, and I'm not talking about happy in the business. They just want to make them happy. So if the, if the person under me brings me tea every day, I'm happy. And this is what they do here. So he brings me tea and, and fruit and vegetables and shit like that, puts it on my desk or puts it in my office, in my lounge area in my office, and brings that bullshit to me every day. If that's what makes me happy, then I think everything's going well. Instead of if somebody coming down and talking. These people walk by my fucking classroom and stand there and poke their nose in my windows and won't come in. Why? Because that's what they do. They've been doing it for two years. Stupid. I'm talking about the headmaster of the school. They walk by and it's like they try to slyly look in your classroom like they're spying on you. It's like, guys, one. You've got giant windows. (laughs) No, there's a fucking camera in my room. There's a camera in every room. Are they not on? I don't know. There's no way for me to know that. All I know is there's a camera in the corner. Can see the whole room. If anybody had anything, just like, you know, South Korea, if there was any problem, all I got to do is get the information off the right. fucking camera. You know? Also, then there's these people walking by, and they just walk by, and as they're walking by, they look at you. It's like, guys, uh, if you need to know something, walking by is not going to get you that information. Right. You know, like today I had the students standing around the edges of the room so that they could deliver their little five-minute speeches. I didn't want them standing in the front. I didn't want them alone. I wanted them just standing along the walls, wherever they could be. And when people would walk by, they'd see all these students standing against the walls, and they never understood. But then Chinese people, being Chinese, would walk, go to some teacher, and say, I saw them standing. And then all of a sudden, that becomes an issue. And it's like, um, why didn't you come in and ask? If you didn't understand what was going on, I'm the only one that can tell you. But see, it'll go through a whole group of people where it will wind its way being talked about by all these people. And then it will get to someone like Lynn and she'll be like, I heard. And it's just like, um, it'll be two weeks from now. Of course. And it'll be like, what are you talking about? And then I'll just dismiss it because it's like, okay, one, I'm not going to have that conversation with a person who's not a teacher. Two. I'm not going to have that conversation with a Chinese person. Three, I'm not going to have that conversation now. Right. Because if you wanted to understand other methods of educating students and getting them out of their comfort zone and getting them, because it was a TOEFL class, and getting them understanding that they need to speak louder and they need to be able to project across the room and they need to show confidence and articulate and blah, 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 all that fucking shit that is called education. The alt communications class. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I, 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 can, I can sit there and give you all the justifications, but it's all bullshit now because they don't understand any of that stuff because right. they think TOEFL class is sitting in front of a computer with a headset on and sitting there following along whatever's happening on the computer. Or they think TOEFL class is some one-on-one thing where somebody gives them vocabulary words to learn. What? Yeah. 
My students spend, I, I'd say they spend half of their study time doing some TOEFL homework for some outside company. They're still doing it, doing some outside company's vocabulary words. It's like, that's but can not... can they even pronounce no, the word? No, they don't, they can't even tell you what the word means. Oy. They, they can't use the word in a sentence. But they're doing vocabulary words. Multiple choice, what does this mean, type things. But if you told them to read it, they can't read it. Oh. They're wasting their money. They're Hell wasting their time. So, you know, that's why I'm done. Totally done. I, I, I just can't go there with them. That's why I try to, I go to work now and I just try to not have these conversations because if I have these conversations with these people, it's like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna explode all over them because they, 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 they're not there yet. Right. And I don't know that they'd ever get there. I don't know. I can't, I'm never gonna say nobody can, that, that a group of people can't learn. They can learn. The problem is, I don't think they have the will to learn to do things a different way yet. They still think that their way is the right way, even though the context has changed. Yes, yes. If you're teaching Junkao and Gaokao, going from middle school to high school or high school to college, you have figured out that system. You know how to do that system, but that's your system. As soon as you try to do something that is different, IB, international education, once you start getting away from Gaokao and Junkao, all of a sudden, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Right. And then we come in and we say, no, 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 don't do that. Or no, 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 don't do this. Or no, don't give them three weeks off and a test in the middle. No, you know, it's like yeah. you don't do this this way because the way that we're doing this education, this now does not work. Right. Because we're not teaching them to pass a test. Right. You know, we're teaching them to think and consider. And it's a totally different kind of testing. So it's like. When they did these last round of midterms, I was like, we're not doing midterms. I will give tests and I will keep going with my chapters and I'll keep doing what I'm doing in my classwork. But I'm not going to just stop and just give some high stakes test in the middle of it because it doesn't, they won't have time to study for it. Right. And it won't, be, it won't, it won't help them. It will only hurt them. Put a trip on one side of the test, put a trip on the other side of the test, put a vacation after the trip and before the test. Really? Stupid. Really? And then you're going to give them midterm tests? Yep. I was like, man, please. Stupid. They don't, they, they're just not there yet. And come on, Mexico, be there. Mexico sort of seems like it wants to be there. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of worried. I don't, it kind of feels like it's not there. Well, we won't know until we get there. No, no, no. We know. You have friends. You can stop lying now. We, well, uh, my, they're, the, they're, they're, okay. They're, so they, I have one friend that teaches preschool, one friend that teaches elementary school, one friend that teaches middle oh, school. Uh, okay. So are they there? There are a lot more there than China is. That's what I want. They ain't got to be all the way there, but they need to be better because this is, this is, bang your head against the brick wall all day long, every day, and then wake up the next morning and have to go bang your head against that wall again. How many days are you gonna, I've been doing it for two years. Two and a half. So it's like, you know, I'm, I, I was 
done banging my head against the wall after last school year. Well, I've heard from all three of my friends that one of the things that they truly appreciate about working and teaching in Mexico is the professional development aspect and how dedicated the government is to increasing the quality of the education for the students. And because of that, the professional development is mandatory each month. I guess I don't. I don't see professional development as a perk anymore. Well, I maybe think I'm, maybe I've moved past. Well, you're old too, Aaron. You've been teaching yeah, for a long time. You you're old. There's a lot of teachers out there that like professional development that are older than me. Yeah. I don't see it as. I, I really don't. I see it as mandated. But I don't. I can know see how it would really be valuable in certain situations. Like I'm looking forward to that part. Mostly because I like to learn new things, but I'm looking forward to that part just to see how it's implemented in that situation more so than what they're going to teach me. I'm more curious as. Well, I guess my mostly thing because is, I've done like taught professional development and, you know, I don't, I been don't, a part of it for so long. I, I, I hate the idea of. Usually when you're in professional development, what you're there, what the people that are there are in various degrees of having been teachers. Yes. And they're all over the place. So yep. their, their ages are all over the place and then their, their, their skill, skill level. level and all that. It's all over the place. I'm sorry, but there's nothing that anybody is going to tell me about <laughs> teaching my subject matter, which apparently is like five different subjects now. Um, <laughs> Nobody's going to be able to tell me how to do that better for the group of kids that I've already been teaching. Oh, I agree with that. Because I, I'm tailoring what I'm doing based on not some curriculum that's handed down to me, but I'm basing it on what the students, what they've brought to the classroom, and I'm tailoring my lessons to them. Yes. So each class has its own dynamic, and I'm creating lessons based on that yes, class. Yeah, I agree with which you. Which means then, if I'm sitting in a seminar, basically I'm sitting there picking apart anything that you've brought into that seminar for me to sit there and go, that's not going to work in my classroom. That might work in the classroom. That might be a good idea, but that's not going to work that way. I've got to now take your thing and change it. Well, guess what? I could have done that with the website that I just went to five minutes ago. Right. So I guess... That's where I have the problem. It's like now you're now you're now you're wasting my time. Because I mean, it, what are you going to do? You're going to give me different lesson plans? You're not going to change my philosophy. No. That's why I hate the I don't like the idea of professional development. I think it's good for new teachers. I think it's good for new <clears> teachers. <throat> I think it's good for people that are maybe didn't go to school for education and haven't thought about these things. Yeah. Like the, the class that I had to teach in Thailand. Right. That's what I was dealing with. I was dealing with people who hadn't really thought about any like thing like philosophy or where, how do they approach education and do they enjoy it or what, you know. I've asked people, if you could wake up in the morning, what would you be doing? If you don't say teaching, what the fuck are you doing here? Right. <laughs> right. You know. And, I agree. And, 
unfortunately, that's we have more of that. We have yeah, more yeah. people that, especially in our context now, yep. there are way more people that, for the most part, they like never went to school for teaching. Right. They went to school for for lots of other things, yep. which is fine. It's good to have that diversity. But then when if you're going to say, okay, you're going to be an ESL teacher or you want to do this within an ESL context, you're going to teach art within an ESL context, that's fine. Now we can help you do that. Like yes. I can teach you like all of the relevant things that are going to be important to you teaching Asian children. Yep. Now let's talk about that. Yeah. And how do you approach that? Yeah. Because just walking in every day saying they're so stupid, well, that that's like a waste of time. Right. It's like, that's why you're here. You're right. here to not make them so stupid, yep. you know, so they won't be. So it's it's like, <clears throat> I, I guess that's where I have the issue is like, it's we, we went through this in last August. They were like, this was supposed to be professional development, this dumb thing that they sent us to. And it's just like, guys, you wasted a week of our time. We could have spent this time just hashing out what is it that we're going to be teaching right this year and getting the stuff after this meeting sent out to everybody this year we were working on next we were working on next school year last fall which is good to be early i i like that idea but then the company sold itself and now now we're none of the stuff none of it, none of the stuff is going to happen because everything that we hashed out in those meetings is now null and void. Right. So and none of the staff are staying. Yeah, and none of the staff are staying. So it's just like okay, I think the, the one old guy in Be that's in Beijing, he's going to stay, but nobody else. I don't know. I, I have a feeling that there's going to be probably more than that that stay, but well, I, I, especially I, if they keep doing this whole sabotaging them getting jobs at I, other companies I, thing chinese people will i i don't know why they do this but i was told by a chinese person that they try to sabotage chinese people when they try to leave and this is why chinese people don't tell they don't tell the um current employer that they're leaving this is why they don't tell them they say nothing to their they current employer. Leave. They but just leave. But they don't leave. have to deal with the whole visa. No, no, no. I'm just saying, but that's why stuff. they don't. They don't say anything. Like they don't plan on leaving. They don't do a uh, uh, get to the end of the year and draw down and all that. They just are there one day and gone the next. And there is no information. It's like why did so and so leave? Nobody knows. And that's the story you get from almost everybody that's left. Why aren't they here anymore? They're just gone. Yeah. It's like same thing they kind of say when the person commits suicide. They're just gone. Yeah. They're not here anymore. Stop thinking about them. They're yeah. not coming back. You know. And yeah. it's just like, man, they can't they can't be honest with their employer. They can't let the employer know, you know, this is the way the job's going. Right. You know, I I need to find a different thing. And the, and the employers say, oh, if you think you need to find a different fit or a better fit at a different place, then I'll, you know, I'll write you a good recommendation. You've done a good job. And you know what I'm saying? That yep. whole process that we do, see, they don't do that. Right. And they try to withhold their pay. They, not only that, but now this 
what it's going on right now, not even just with your company, but with other companies, is that when the teachers go and say, at the end of my contract, I'm leaving and I'm moving to a new school, then the companies are trying to get them what not like get them deported or um the one woman was told that she was going to be arrested and that she was going to be deported and that all of her funds in the bank account were going to be um seized she hadn't done anything illegal her contract is up in july all she asked or all she did was say i'm not renewing my contract when they asked and asked for the pre-release letter so that the new school could start the process as soon as she was finished it took the new school calling their comp her agency because she works for an agency and paying a fee in yeah. order for her to get the pre-release letter and to be stopped being harassed yeah i'm telling you it's not on the up and up it is craziness. You have one of your colleagues is getting jobs pulled because the company is telling, oh, she's t she takes a lot of medication. You should you shouldn't hire her. And then when she did get a job, she filed or signed the contract a day and a half later. She got a message on WeChat saying, sorry, we no longer have this program, so uh, we can't hire you anymore. Yeah, they're 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 underhanded. That's the problem. It's, and it was it's, just so hours. Dishonest. It was just hours after they told her to um, ask HR to cancel her FEC for the next year and get the pre-release letter. Hours later, she gets the message saying, we no longer have this position available, so we're not going to be able to hire you. I'm sorry. I, this, is, this is why I've always said, and I'll keep saying, you should come to China, teach for a couple of years, and leave. Yep. Do not plan to stay. Some people get lucky, find a good company, find a good school, and they stay for longer. They find nice, uh, nice cities, good expat communities. Yep. You know, they find that. They're here. But I would say the majority of people do not find that. No. And they, the best thing to do is plan, plan, do two years in China, plan to go somewhere else, see more of Asia, see more of Southeast Asia, go different places, get new experiences, you know, but do not, do uh, try not, because, you know, honestly, I think it helped us. Granted, the, the first place was not a big school or anything like that, but no. the, the, the fact that we left and went to Thailand after that contract yeah. meant that we didn't have to fight with any of that stuff. Right. And we didn't have the feeling that we have now when we but left the it, first time. Well, we kind of did because we were tired of breathing, well, we were tired breathing of, black But we were stuff. tired of breathing black stuff and we were tired of cold. And we were tired of working six days a week. And walking up eight flights of stairs every day. But it wasn't the, uh, we falling. wanted to throat punch people just as they walked past us. No, but other people in that place did feel they like did. that. They did, yeah, yeah. And I was talking to to one of the teachers um, we worked with there, and she was laughing because I was said, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to go to Mexico. I'm ready to get out of here. And she said, 
now you know how I felt at the end of that year. It felt like I was counting down a prison sentence. And I don't understand, though, why she felt that way there, except for she was very isolated and her family... Her family wasn't supportive. But she ended up going back to that same school a couple years later. And she didn't have that feeling when she left. Yeah, well, all I know is we didn't, we did not have, I mean, the city itself was not so bad. We were, it was our first experience. So I think we let a lot of stuff go that we wouldn't let go now because the, the whole taking pictures and. That doesn't bother me, though. I don't care. No, I'm talking about when they're doing it. Surreptitiously. The way they do it here. Oh, here it's like. That's what I'm saying. Ridiculousness. And that when you stack all that stuff up, that's I think that's the accumulation of all of these things is what the problem is. You take the lists and you put it all together. That's what makes people, I think, break. I think that's what that, you know. Really, really makes people like say, "I, I, I gotta go. I yeah, gotta get yeah. out of here because you're, you're pushing us to a, to a point where, you know, I need to get away from you. Right. If I don't get away from you, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to physically hurt you. So I need to get away from you. Right. And that essentially, that's kind of what I've done, at work. I've well, gotten away from them by not being around them. I th- and I, I won't even walk next to him. <laughs> I don't have any of that stress because I don't work here. But I also don't have the other stresses that you have because I don't interact with other foreigners. That's not the stressful part. That's really not the stressful part. The stressful part is the is dealing with Chinese people. It's 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 not it's not lamenting dealing with Chinese people with other foreigners. It's literally dealing with Chinese people. It's them, you know, like today. Girl walks down. She's sitting there walking with a fucking umbrella. No rain anywhere. Because it's hot and sunny. You gotta and uh, I protect asked her, yourself. I looked at her and said, it's not raining. Why you have an umbrella? And she starts telling me, oh, it's so sunny and hot. And blah. I said, that's not why you have an umbrella. You have an umbrella because you don't want to be brown. Yep. And then she was just like, yeah, that's true. And... She's standing there with three brown people. You know, it's stuff like that. It, that's the stuff. that, And they don't get that. They don't understand that. Now, you know, I probably... Three brown people are standing next to you and you just admitted that you don't want to be brown. I should probably use an umbrella when I go out. So I don't sunburn you like a I... You goddamn bubble. Oh, the burn is bad, man. A little solar-powered bubble. <laughs> it's got UV protection. You, you, they don't have enough U's or V's for you. <laughs> you got anything else? Nope. All right. Look, people. I don't know. Has anything been going up? No. I've been, I've been doing stuff on my personal Instagram. Yep. I put a couple things up. I think a couple people tried to started liking me and following me, which is good. We're up to. Oh, oh, oh! I didn't add the deviantness on here. Oh, That's not you... traveling far, though. I'm deviant now, though. Honey, you've been deviant for a but very I'm, 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 long I'm legitimately time. deviant now. Oh, you were so, illegitimately deviant yes, before? Yes, because I wasn't on DeviantArt, but now I'm on DeviantArt, so now i got to put stuff on there. Keegan does, too. And then uh, 
So, DeviantArt. Keep an, keep an eyeball out. Maybe we'll do some links or something. Show people what, the stuff that we're doing. All right. I keep saying that, but, you know, China is so boring. I'm, I'm, I, I, went through, I went through a bunch of pictures the other day and was just like, I'm so, I'm so over it. I'm just so bored by it. It's like, it's like not interesting. Oh, it's like, oh, great wall. Ooh. Ah, <laughs> ooh, ah. it's, I mean, it's just, it's, uh, I need to get away from it. If I get away yeah. from it, I, I'd probably be like, oh, that's a great photo or that's a good shot or, you know, remember that, remember the, remember the time. <laughs> but no, no. Right now, it's just like, no, nothing. No, not cool. No, I don't want to see it. All right, so if you want to find us on the YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and iTunes, we are The Traveling Fars. If you like the Twitter and the Instagrams, Traveling Fars, and if you like that email thing, because you just like that, travelingfars at gmail.com. And if you want to uh, check out the blog, which I, I, you told me that there were lots of there's new linkages. You said, well, so I had something about linkages. I heard it. Well, it was my blog about. So you want to? You think you want to teach abroad? I've gotten a lot of feedback on that particular blog post because I did include links to search sites to to work abroad, um, links uh, for like the U.S. government requirements for different visas, a list of countries that Americans cannot visit. Which, yes, there are countries. I think there are like 11 or 12 of them that we can't go to. Um, so I've gotten a lot of feedback from that post saying how informative it is and how helpful. And as well as our follow-up podcast about what to look for in a contract when coming to teach in China. That's all great information. I don't know if that's what I was talking about. I don't have a new blog no, no, you up. You said something about <gasps> linkages. I don't. The links. You're saying something about links. That something is now linking to the blog space, the blueberry. Remember that? Come on now. Pinterest Think is doing see that. See that? And there was a linkage somewhere. Pinterest is doing that. Yeah, see, that's what I was talking so about. So now when you go to our Pinterest and you click on the traveling fars, you can get all kinds of tips and tricks for travel. But if you want to get to our website and our podcasts and our blogs, you can get to it from Pinterest. That's the linkage I was talking about. We've got some really cool stuff. TheTravelingFars.Blueberry.Net. No E's in Blueberry. That's all I got. I got nothing else. I'm spent. It's 8 o'clock. It means it's bedtime. No, no, no. Can't go to bed this early. No, no, no. I'll be up at 3 o'clock. Angry. Say goodbye to the people. Bye, people. Peace. Peace.